Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to be here with another episode of On Friendship. This is the monthly show that we do where Dr. Elisa Lucas and I talk about uh, a Hallmark movie and we try to think of it from the aspect of relationships and friendships. And I'm filmed with Rachel Wagner and Elisa is here. Hello, I yes. am here. It's happening. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I was trying to think of what to do and we, I, we actually had a plan, but it's, <laughs> but it ended up, it's not coming to streaming until May, the one that we're going to oh. do yeah. next. And <laughs> so then I had to come up, I was like, what's a good one that she'll, that Elisa will like. <laughs> and and well, just, why don't we do snow ride? Yay. I just- I just love it because I'll get these text messages, not about the streaming one, but it'll be like, have you watched the movie yet? And I'm like, no, because I watch it literally right before because I don't want to forget anything. (laughs) So usually it's like, sure, whatever you want to do. And this time it was like, oh, yeah, I don't... I haven't even looked up that last movie. I just, and I was going to, you know, I'll take it. I'll do it when yeah. it comes, you know? And then this time you were like, what about this? There's, it's about gossip. And I was like, I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> yeah. So Sign me are, up. <laughs> there's a movie that I saw at Sundance called together together. And it's starring Ed Helms. And it's about, it's about a platonic relationship that he has with the surrogate of his child. And it's really sweet. And I really enjoyed it. But it's 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 coming to theaters in April. That's why I thought we could see it. Uh, but it's not coming to streaming until May. And I didn't know if Elisa would have access to theater or what was going on. So I just figured, let's wait and do that one next. And Snow Bride! Yay! Yay! Hey! <laughs> That's not, I like having a plan. I like yeah. the idea of doing like a newer movie and then having like the completely platonic sort of tale behind it. And I'm also like, Snow Bride. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> it's, it, it's called pivoting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, this is what we learn. And this is what I teach my communication students. You always got to keep going, adapt, adjust, fluid, flexible. Right. You got to make it happen. <laughs> That's right. So I, as I, I told you when I was pitching this movie, I said that this is a fan favorite. And when I and we have some tweets that we'll read at the end, but, but yeah, this is one that a lot of people really like. Even uh, our friends over at Deck the Hallmark, Grumpy mm. Dan, who hates all these, he <laughs> likes this one. So <laughs> that, that is a hot review right there. You know yeah. it's good when. <laughs> That's right. And this was from way back in 2013, uh, a million years ago in Hallmark time. <laughs> way to make me feel super old. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, this stars Katrina Law, and it was written by Tracy Andreen. And Tracy Andreen and is the sister-in-law of Katrina Law. What? <laughs> Yes. So we actually last uh, Christmas, last December, I believe, or November, we had the two of them on for a joint interview. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw, I messaged you the, the interview, but but yeah, no, it's really I must a have fun one. It. Oh, yeah, no. it's really, 
I'll ha- I'll have the link in the description if people missed it if they will want to listen because it's really fun and you get to hear from both of them and that sounds amazing and, yeah and I just have to say y'all have so many episodes that I need to quit my job so I can listen to them all. <laughs> <laughs> my job really gets in the way <laughs> yeah, to we- listening to Hallmarkies and I'm really kind of upset about it so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we figure we don't expect, although some people do, bless their hearts, they listen to every single thing we do. And uh, we are so grateful to those uh, listeners. Yeah, amazing. But most people just pick and choose. That's kind of our our format. Yeah, and that's awesome too, right? Like, take what you want, leave the rest. That's what my dad always said. (laughs) That's right. And our goal is we always have Monday interview, Mm -hmm. Wednesday is our what we call our regular episode of the podcast Mm -hmm. so that's usually a recap or preview or Mm -hmm. one of our episodes or something Mm -hmm. like that and then uh then thursday is our tv recap so winkles the heart or good witch or whatever and uh oh actually no we've been doing that on tuesday thursday we've been doing (laughs) heartland yeah, Heartland. I mean, this <laughs> schedule is like jam packed. This yeah. is like the Super Bowl of Hallmark every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> and I get to play a little part of it, and that makes me happy. We love it, and I look forward to it. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so this was directed by Burt Kish, and I think the reason why this one stands out for a lot of people is. This has a little bit of a sarcastic edge. It has a little bit of humor mm-hmm. that you don't see nowadays, typically with Hallmark mm-hmm. movies. They're they're starting to change a little bit. You know, like we saw that five star Christmas. We saw yeah. We saw a few others this last season that were a little more madcap. There was one called Cross Country Christmas. So I, I feel like things are changing. Maybe and we're going to get a little more slapstick. There was mix up Mediterranean in February, mm-hmm. uh, but. I think that's why a lot of people love this one. And I've heard a lot of people that this is their sort of gateway drug to Hallmark movies. This is the one that got Mine was Christmas joy and a cookie yeah, crawl. Right. So cookie crawl. I, every nice. day I'm like, God, I want some snickerdoodles. I bet if there was a cookie crawl, I could get some. They made like 300,000 cookies or something. <laughs> Well, this one had gingerbread cookies, so yes, I mean, with black pepper, I white mean, pepper, or was it white pepper? Yeah, yeah. See, this is why I watch right before I record, so I never miss a beat. Yeah, but I still am like, wait, what was her name? Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> you know that one person. Yeah. <laughs> and probably the big name when this came out was probably Patricia Richardson. Yeah, I was like, hey, mom. I know her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from home improvement and other things and yeah katrina law she had been on spartacus was her kind of big breakout show yeah which is very different from hallmark channel yeah and (laughs) i just like to point out that every episode i learned something new a little like trivia so enjoy it love it That's what we hope. And yeah. she's done a lot of different shows. She's done Hawaii Five-0 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, but she did a Christmas movie this last, because she had a bit of a break mm-hmm. in, in Hallmark. And then this last year, she did one called Christmas with the Darlings, which was, mm-hmm. which was cute. And that That's was also a cute written name. by, 
Yeah, it was also written by Tracy and Dreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tracy is just the best. She uh. is so funny. She puts she's she has a lot of kind of meta humor, kind of winking at things. She did a really good one called "It's Christmas Eve" with uh, Tyler Hines and um, Leanne Rhymes. Believe it or not, that mm. that one was really good. And uh, there's a "Christmas Getaway." That's an, that's a good one. That was one of our. Um, our uh watch along patron watch alongs yeah yeah and then she also did one called all for love which i really enjoy with sarah rue who's yeah so this is the first one i've seen with this particular actress in it with katrina law yeah yeah because she only has two and then the Uh, writer is who you're talking about i'm sorry the writer yeah the writer tracy and dream Tracy and okay yeah I'm with you now I should take (laughs) I feel like I'm in class I'm like okay there will be a a test on this later (laughs) oh she wrote I forgot she wrote uh Christmas Joy she did not she did yes (laughs) oh my god I have to meet her I just want to be like. I can have her again for patron watch along, and you can. I and I could just be like, you make me want cookie curls every day. <laughs> I love you. I'm like fangirling, and she's yeah. like uh, security, <laughs> even though it's like virtual, virtual. security. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, it's about a woman named Greta Kane who is in search of juicy gossip as a tabloid reporter in Los Angeles. And so she is sent to find some dirt on the Tannenhill sons. Uh, this is like basically like the Kennedys or something like this family. Kennedys of the West coast. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has, she, she and her uh, competitor at the, uh, gossip rag are uh are sent by their uh, old school editor to get the scoop but on her way she she crashes while she's because she rushed over there she's and like, oh my god <laughs> yeah and she's wearing nothing but like really short shorts and a tank in the middle of the winter and so <laughs> she has her friend's giant wedding wedding dress and uh, so she ends up crashing into their house and <laughs> all kinds of shenanigans ensue and we'll go over it in more detail. But what what overall did you think about this one? Um, my first thought was that dress is horrible. No. OK, yeah. we'll talk about that in more yeah. detail. Um, I like I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I think that when Rachel selects movies, you know, she selects movies knowing, I think, perhaps that I don't have deep knowledge (laughs) of Hallmark and it's going to be one that's going to be like a favorite or, or a fan favorite or something interesting to try. So there's like two ways that Rachel comes at you. Like everyone loves this one or let's try something new. And then we watch that movie with (laughs) Bly Danner and we're like, what the hell happened? You know? (laughs) So when she's like, it's a fan favorite, I'm like, okay, I'm in for, for good business here for the next hour and a half. And I always feel like, like right now is the end of the semester for me and pandemic teaching is really hard and I'm really stressed out. And I was like sitting here for an hour and a half watching the movie and I was like, this is what I want my life to be like, laying on the couch and watching movies. <laughs> Isn't it just the best? 
best though watching a christmas movie off season it's so relaxing like it was just like enjoyable and so as people might recall i teach communication classes so that's why we come at it from like a relational or friendship point of view but then even to have like this layer of like gossip because of the gossip rag and sort of in my opinion, like the the deception and ethical uh, implications of pretending to be someone to get a scoop, you know, like it's all the things that I would cover in my class. And so I think my students would be like, we are watching a clip from a movie called Snow Bride right now. What <laughs> is happening? And I'll be like, look, we could talk about gossip. We got deception. We got... <laughs> Yeah, it's got all uh, the goods. Seriously, you have <laughs> brothers, and you have oh, oh, yeah, all oh, different kinds God, of relationships yeah. going on here. But what uh, I <laughs> what I also enjoyed before we, you know, you give your sort of overall review, and then we get into it, is that I enjoyed that she sort of had the the hot business job, if you will. Yeah, and he was the one who wanted to be a writer, which I guess still might be in line with Hallmark storylines. But like, I don't remember a whole lot of movies where, you know, the guy wasn't some like Batman of business. Yeah. Or, or, or like or, the or barista. small town. Yeah. yeah. Or the barista who's going to force you to drink some, some drink that you didn't order. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, yeah, it's true. There's definitely, she's from a sort of a powerful position and yet he's also, you know, this celebrity or whatever. So it's an interesting dynamic that they have. And I really enjoy it. I think it's a really fun one. It, it probably wouldn't be in my top 10. I know it isn't a lot of other people's, but I still really like it. And, and I, I do appreciate the sense of humor that it has. And I mean, it starts out, you kind of know exactly what you're getting into uh with the with her with her friend uh and uh the since you look like meringue exploded (laughs) okay that was the one thing i was like maybe i need to restart this movie over and figure out what was that dress about please like it was and okay let me preface this by saying to each their own but no (laughs) no so no (laughs) i i think if i heard right i think that it was her soon-to-be mother-in-law's dress and so she wanted to make them happy or whatever and 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 i I love it later when she's like oh you love that man (laughs) you are really in love with this person (laughs) you know the love is real when you will wear the most god-awful dress Like, I don't plan to get married, so I don't think about wedding dresses. And I Uh, would be like, I would have to tell my friend, like, I can't be in this wedding with you. (laughs) Because I don't want pictures of me next to it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it has, it really looked like something from the 80s. That must have been where she, uh, where she got uh, married, where the mother-in-law is really trying to see how much this girl... Well, here's the thing. I love Anna Green Gables, but that was like puffed everything. And I think that mother-in-law was doing some sort of like secret test to be like, let's see how far she'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that I wonder if some people, they just plan on having 
they're just going to make everybody happy for the wedding, kind of like in my Big Fred Creek wedding. Yeah. And then and then just get married by themselves <laughs> things or like jim and pam you know where it's yeah. just like we got married before yeah which so is we... so sweet that so was sweet. so great and this just reminds me i do have an episode about people pleasers on best forevers uh, <laughs> be to hear that one <laughs> Well, it's interesting because the friend says to her, as soon as you start to feel bad for them, you can't write about them anymore. And and yeah. then, she, then she adds, and these people don't deserve sympathy. Yeah. Okay. So when we meet her, I did not like her. Mm-hmm. I did not like her at all. But then, yeah, they sort of set it up. She's in competition with Wesley the Weasel, like her competition, you know, and there's something mm-hmm. about it. That does bother me. I can't say that I don't like maybe pull out a little popcorn when you when you hear about some gossip, right? I think it's like human nature. I think we're all like gossip is bad, but then we mostly participate in it. And I've looked at magazines and that sort of thing. But I think at a certain point in my life, I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I can't imagine just like consuming it. But then you're also doing whatever you can to get the information and saying that these people don't matter because they have money or they're rich or that sort of thing. And, and like, although like I get it to some point, like when we're talking about billionaires that, you know, people made like trillions of dollars during the pandemic and we're all like, Hey, can we get another stimulus? You know, like, like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can judge a little bit, but the idea of just like saying they're not human and so therefore we can do whatever we need to, to get the story. So right out the gate, I was kind of like, she gives me yucky feelings, mm-hmm. but then she goes to pick up her friend's wedding dress. Cause there was some sort of smudge on it. I say, leave the smudge. It made it look better. Um, so they get the smudge yeah. out as she's putting it into her car. She learns from her assistant that her competition has discovered that this family who was coming to town or whatever showed up a week early. Yeah. So she has to get there. So she stuffs the dress in the trunk and then she gets lost. And when she crashes her car, she's like, it says private property, but then they're not, there doesn't seem to be anything around. And this is the moment when I started to like her It's because it's cold. (laughs) And the only thing she has is that big puffy dress and she has to put it on and i'm like yes mm-hmm. now we're starting to, to get to like who she is as a human yeah. <laughs> and like ever since then i liked her after that i like even when it was sort of like a setup or whatever you know i felt like he was in on it too so i didn't feel so bad but at the beginning, I was just like, this feels gross and mean. Hallmark, when is this going to end? Stop being mean. Yeah. That's for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could definitely be a lifetime. It would just change the score and like a few little details here and there. Um, And there'd be a murder. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the, the thing I think that's interesting is if you look at it, because this 2013 versus now. And not that we didn't still have Twitter and other stuff yeah. then, but it's still, it's, it's, a, it's different. It's changed a, a bit. And I think that, I think that it's interesting because I think that having access to 
the lives of these people, these celebrities, these whatever. Um, in one way, it, I think it does humanize them. You know, yeah. we see their kids, we see their, uh, you know, we see their tweets, we see what they think about different things, and 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 their Instagram and and uh, yeah. you know, things that you just didn't that you had to look at something like like uh, the Inquirer or something like that in order to get that kind of, or, you know, us weekly or whatever. And I think, so in one way we have humanized these, the, the celebrities and people in general. Uh, But then in the other way, it's, it's just a person, you have this sort of barrier with the computer that dehumanizes people and you can yes. treat people horrible and you can send death threats not that people didn't get death threats before but there's yeah. just something i mean if, if somebody as low level on the totem pole as me has gotten death threats it, i can't i can't even imagine what somebody like oh you know that somebody that's actually like a more of a, a real public figure what yeah. has happened in their lives and what that is like i can't even i mean i'd when it ha- when it all happened to me uh i i i i thought that i had pretty thick skin and i i remember just thinking like i don't know how someone like ryan johnson who you know everybody hated the or a lot of people hated the last jedi yeah and and just trolled him super hard (laughs) i i just can't believe that man's still on twitter i don't know how he did it i don't know how like that's incredible uh i can't imagine what that would be like and so i don't know it's an interesting dynamic i think that we have now where it's like we're we're humanize people then we also dehumanize them yeah and and see i'm a college professor so like i get student opinion surveys every semester and i try not to look at those because i'm like well it might ruin my day or it might just ruin the next five years so maybe (laughs) and i get i get relative like i get really nice like you know, but I even I'm like, oh my god, oh no, <laughs> they yeah. <didn't> like something. <laughs> well, so and- I can't even imagine. And then that's why I think I feel bad about any of the web pages I've been on when I was younger, getting like Us uh-huh. Weekly and that sort of thing, is because there's something we talk about in my dark side class, which is about sort of like the dysfunctional or toxic communication, and it's it's interesting because we can dish it out more than we can take it. Right. You know, so, so that's the thing. And then when you add in the ability for people to create fake accounts and just be able to say anything, it's like, it's just a hot mess. And like, why should anyone have death threats over something they wrote or some, a a movie they've created? Like, (laughs) it's just, it's, we're back we're back to times of of public shaming and and other and i think you're exactly right when people can hide behind a computer screen they certainly feel much more powerful and uh free than they might uh be in front of your face and and that's the thing is most of what people say and do they wouldn't say so it's interesting like She's doing, you know, they're trying to get the scoop on this family and, you know, there's the two brothers and one of them must be getting engaged after their dad dies. So it's like, oh my God, like the dad died. Now let's, we, now that that drama and excitement is over, ugh, right? Now we have to come up with something new. And it's like, but if you go in front of those people, would you actually be able, like, would you, if you produced an article about someone about their life 
with maybe, you know, secondhand information or rumors, like it doesn't have to be true, right? And then you would you read it to them and feel good with yourself? And I don't think most people would be able to do that. Yeah. And yeah, there's definitely the people who court TMZ and court the paparazzi and, you know, your Paris Hilton's type and things like that. Uh, But it's, it's just, and even in my situation where I, I, I expect to be criticized. I'm a critic. Like, if you think I'm stupid, I welcome that. Like, that's fine. (laughs) Like, I don't have any problem with people that think I'm dumb or think my opinion's dumb or, any of that i'm a critic if i can if i'm if i'm expected to criticize things i expect to be criticized that would be hypocritical of me yeah but (laughs) don't however (laughs) (laughs) when you say you're gonna take it in ak-47 in kill everybody in my next screening that's taking things to another level and that's that's madness oh my god and like i said i can't imagine what people that are actually famous how they deal with it because it was it was awful and so there is that kind of maybe a darker edge in the undercurrent of this movie i mean it never really dives too deep into it no i think a little bit of it there kind of about how we treat people and she starts to feel bad like almost immediately yeah i think that's immediately which i loved i was like yes i mean not Mm. everyone was on board with that but like she definitely changed um interacting with these people and i think that you make a good you know a good point is that there are people who deserve critiques for the critiques they make the policies they make the things that you know the things that they're doing um but it should never go there there is a line that i think is easily crossed and i think that what we see in this movie is that it's almost as if our main character greta is in the wrong business and one of the things that um patricia's is it richardson oh my gosh thank Mm you that she says later she's the mom in in the movie not Greta's mom but the two guys mom she says everything happens for a reason in some ways I'm like I bet her car crashed there and she had to wear that stupid dress because she had to learn that this job isn't for her Mm -hmm. and so um so in some ways I feel like it was a a lesson learned if you will not that I and and I think it really fits in sort of the Christmas movie kind of genre too because you mean you you have sort of your scrooges and your grinches and your sort of thing that's sort of an underpinning of of this type of movie and i mean even and then even something kind of more screwball like christmas in connecticut where uh you know she plays a she's a reporter in christmas in connecticut and she has to she has to stage this fake relationship and so i think it kind of fits within this because because i think one of the criticisms you could have about this movie is it's not that christmasy there were gingerbread cookies yeah there's there's some 
He at one point had on one of the ugliest sweaters I've ever seen. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's not an ugly Christmas sweater party, yeah. but we got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, but it's not as much as as, uh, as uh, some others. Uh, but I think the, the overall transformation of her character is very Christmassy. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And so she she crashes her car and she gets on the wedding dress, as you said, and then she ends up passing out. And Ben, uh, play, he carries her uh, inside and uh, helps her. Uh, this is played by Jordan Belfi and Ben Tannenhill. I thought that was a good name. She did a good yes. job. That, yeah. Tannenhill. I do feel like that, like, one of the things is, is like, okay, so they're supposed to be, like, the Kennedys of the West Coast, right? Yeah, or, like, or Romneys, something like yeah. that, I'd say. I, I, I don't, there are sometimes, I think, in my limited viewing of Hallmarks, and I understand budgets, but sometimes when people are supposed to be, like, the really rich people, I don't think it comes across that way, mm-hmm. and maybe, like, set design and attire and things like that. But and and I I thought that was the case with this movie where I was like she looks like she's more of a Tannen Hill than they are, but I do think that the name really had that a good name that yeah. um, like it that for me I was like yeah I'm on board, but I was like that sweater nah. <laughs> i was very judgy of the clothing in this movie although i thought she always looked fabulous even yeah she wears clothes well she's one of those actresses that just looks good in every i feel like almost everything yeah and (laughs) uh, and she ends up in his flannel she's i've never been so happy to see flannel in my life (laughs) and she's at the caretaker's cabin uh and uh, we get to meet the caretaker later peter's Mm-hmm. and so they have this little cozy time which is pretty fun <laughs> um, and he's there writing his novel and yes. there's no phone there's no nothing hardly anything uh and he's good he tries to make her breakfast but it uh, his he burns the bacon and his brother is coming to town and so he says come up and and go to breakfast with my family and so she's sitting there and uh and in walks his brother played by bobby campo who i love and uh his old uh ben's old fiance claire sinclair which is another good name yes the names are great yeah (laughs) tracy way to go uh claire sinclair uh is there and it was the old ex-fiance of ben is now dating uh nope. jared nope nope yeah nope nope and nope, not nope. only <laughs> not only was she the ex-fiance of ben but she also made a pass at their father which See? we find out later this is like a no from beginning to end. It's a yeah. no. <laughs> it's a no, 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 no. This is a no, 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 yeah. no, no. And I was like, okay, Claire Sinclair, great name. You remind me of the soon to be stepmom, but maybe not of the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Meredith. She remi- yeah, Meredith. She reminded me very much of that. So didn't like her right away. And then I was like, who? Okay, again, my students in the fall are going to be like, we're watching Snow Bride and be like, listen, the brother showed up, hasn't seen the, f- since the last time they saw each other was dad's, dad passed away. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do is surprise my mom who loves Christmas and is probably missing her husband and my older brother who was kind of upset maybe about the ending of the relationship. What I'm going to do is just show up and surprise everyone. He claims, Oh, I tried to call you. I tried to call you. And he doesn't have a, Ben doesn't have a phone, a cell phone. You didn't try hard enough. Didn't try hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Karen, you can, Hedgewig from Harry Potter, get him to fly something over, maybe some smoke signals, snail mail, email. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh, you did not try hard enough. This is 2013, not not two, not 1955. I mean, I know. Oh my god, I was like, oh no, he did not. (laughs) This is what you don't do. From Publishers Weekly's best-selling author of A Simple Wedding comes a story about second chances, starting over, and most of all, the importance of friendship. Lee Duncan's brand new Sugar Sand Beach series is the perfect escape for fans of Pamela Kelly, Rachel Hanna, Debbie McComer, and Amelia Adler. It's heartwarming, sweet women's fiction at its finest. Read the first book in the series, The Gift at Sugar Sand Inn, available now exclusively from Amazon and in Kindle Unlimited. For more information about Lee's next release and to download a free sample of her work, visit her website at leeduncan.com. Yeah, and from the very beginning, Claire Sinclair is very suspect and awful and terrible. I mean, the fact she would do this and... Uh, so he's he's about to introduce Greta to the family, and she says, uh, "Well, we're we're we just started dating," <laughs> and uh, and so then she comes up with so then I liked that they had the whole scene where they're like, "We got to get our stories straight. A fake relationship requires stories." Yeah, and that's another very Christmassy thing because that's a thing these fake relationships, and it's so fun. I love it. It's such a ridiculous trope, but it's but fun. But here's the thing: I think this is the one time where I would be a hundred percent on board with the older brother going. He was going to introduce her to the family like, hey, this person crashed their car and she's just going to come eat and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Jared comes in with Claire St. Clair, Meredith vibes, right? And is like, she's my girlfriend. And then he's like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, too. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, Ben, I am on board. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love like the media. Okay. Uh, I was adopted. I was this. This is how we met. This is the, you know, and I was like, yes, this is a great little, it's not like it's, it kind of reminds me of a montage scene, but not like, it's just like this quick banter back and forth. Like they're, they're just like instantly on the same page. Like she, I think some level is like, this is my way to get in. But at the same time, I feel like she's like, you know, he helped me. I have to help him. 
You know? Yeah, I think so too. And I love when she kisses him, and because we don't want it to be the the to the first kiss in front of these people. Yeah, and he's like, I can do the kissing way better than that. <laughs> he's already like, dang, she's already said my kissing is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we they go out shopping because she needs to get clothes because she doesn't have any clothes. And yes. uh, Claire Sinclair buys the gingerbread house and she is super rude about it. And she says, you know, deliver it at this time and, and don't tell anybody why you're there because uh, she's going to present this gingerbread house, which is totally ridiculous because if you had made gingerbread houses are like so hard to make. <laughs> first of all. They're so hard. I mean, from scratch. And and you would have all of the supplies and the, yeah. like, if she had supposedly made this, there would be like flower everywhere. And like, and it doesn't make any sense. Of course she did. She's like, when you all go to bed and I get some quiet time and it's like, yeah. voila. And I'm like, nah, you know, <laughs> here's the scenario. You know, I would love to help contribute to this event that your family does every year. And, you know, I'm not quite a baker, so I talked to someone in town and I bought some cookies that'll be sent in. And isn't that just a lovely gesture? Like, just doing the gesture to be lovely and to help kids and raise money. Yeah, and to buy the to buy the gingerbread house. I mean, nobody can make a gingerbread house. It's like so hard. Okay, uh, uh, can I t- can I admit to something? So this yes. Christmas, I spent by myself because of the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. and um, which it turned out lovely. My parents zoomed for the presents and breakfast, and then the whole family zoomed mm-hmm. later, and I felt like it was one of the more stress free Christmases. And I just laid on the couch watching Home Alone, and I watched Soul and and all that. Yeah. So it was it right. was a nice day, but. Um, I was like, let me do these things to make Christmas more fun. So I like ordered macarons for like, or macarons, however you pronounce it, for like Christmas Eve. And I got like special mm-hmm. Christmas flavors and I got like make a charcuterie for like this time. And, you know, like I did all this stuff. So yeah. one of the things I did was I got one of those pre-made gingerbread houses from Target for like $10. Nice. Uh, no, because I'm like, how many degrees do I have? How old am I? And I could not even get the things to oh, stand the, up. Oh, the kit. The kit. <laughs> yeah, the kit. Okay. And I was like, how do you do this? And like, <laughs> my cousin's kids are always like every year, like, check out the gumdrops. And I'm like, how do you put this together? <laughs> and I failed. You're like, so how I many just... degrees? <laughs> you're like uh, ben in this he's a total disaster when they're doing the 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 kind of cute cookie baking montage can't do it i have to buy total disaster it was it was a total disaster so i just ate parts of the kit on its own and was like whatever i'm gonna watch the newest uh grinch That's the thing about they're always showing in these Hallmark movies people eating the gingerbread houses. No one eats a, a finished gingerbread <laughs> house. It's got that royal uh, the royal icing that's super hard and it's not doesn't taste good. And I don't and, like hard cookies. Like I like soft cookies. Yeah, so even like too. gingerbread cookies, I'm like no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <me> too. <laughs> 
put them on an ornament on the tree. Yeah, I ate all the gumdrops, though. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> but the brothers are decorating once they get home. And the younger brother says, you're not the only one who cares about this family, Ben. And then they get into, like, a fist fight. Like, they're, like, fighting, which is... You, they're like in their 30s funny. and late yeah. 20s like uh and then the mom comes in and is like go to your rooms yeah that was great <laughs> i loved that <laughs> i was like good because they, they can't, can't even to that <laughs> actually if i was the mom i would have been like jared you can leave trying to date your older brother's ex-fiance the and then bring her here the christmas after your father my husband passed away i don't think i'm ever gonna get over it <laughs> like it just awful <laughs> yeah here's yeah. the quickest way to start a conflict in a family and then you end up in in your own rooms because you get in trouble yeah but i don't know i can i can relate to that dynamic i mean my family hasn't been all together for christmas in a long 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 time yeah but nevertheless the family <laughs> i can relate to but uh and they have a good conversation between ben and Greta where he's talking about he doesn't uh want to admit that he is a novelist that people think he's going to run for office and uh he uh, he says that he says to her it's easy to say when you don't have anyone to answer to which was and, really rude which was rude <laughs> but uh but it it's it was good because it, it kind of balanced the relationship you know like they weren't yeah. it wasn't like she was the only one that was kind of lying. He was lying yeah. too, which made it more acceptable. Yeah. And yeah. she goes back and she, it was really cute when he says, uh, he says, uh, she says night, uh, just Ben. And he <laughs> says, good night, Snow Bride. That was Yeah, cute. I was like, okay, when cute. they get together at the end of this movie, that will be like their nicknames for the rest of the, like their relationship. Mm -hmm. But when yeah. she was like, earlier when she was at the family trying to act like they're dating she called them like pookie and i was like okay now y'all need to work on your pet names for each other <laughs> pookie yeah. doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> well so then she is looking for the wedding dress and, and so she's going all around the caretaker's house trying to find it and she finds all of these letters so then she start, finds out from Peters that Peters was in love with mm. uh, with the mom, uh, Maggie, and uh, they had this relationship, but then she fell in love with the father of the, that had passed away. And so then Peters kind of becomes Gre Greta's confidant in this whole thing. Yeah. So he, she tells him everything that's going on about the fake dating. And she says, everyone is much nicer than I imagined. Yeah. And so that going back to kind of the humanizing kind of thing. Well, and I think it's interesting because she says that in a couple different ways several times in the movie. And that like throws people off a little bit like, oh, I thought you didn't know the family or what did you expect of us? Like that, like part of me was like, that makes sense because they probably get people in their business all the time. And, and then like the paparazzi type things, which I don't think paparazzi are as popular now as, you know, like I, I think of like Britney Spears era sort of situation. I don't think it's like that mm -hmm. anymore, but like, I, I still feel like they probably have people who are trying to find out information. And so, so like 
I just part of me was like I I like that they said that but then I'm also like well of course you're the Kennedys of the West Coast people are gonna have uh perceptions of you or expectations and I mean it just really goes to show that you don't know based on an article that might be based on a rumor um who someone truly is and that even for ourselves like if you think about Ben it's like he didn't really know who he was right it's like He's dating the socialite, Claire St. Clair, that didn't work out. It's like he's the oldest, so he feels burdened to be like his father, but he wants to be a novelist, but he can't like really admit it. So like, it's one of these, to me, it comes down to like, what the movie is really about is like, do, do, do we even like know who we are? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or that like, it's about like sort of discovering yourself because I think there's a discovery for them all. And when you mentioned the confidant with Peters, I thought that was really interesting because Jared and Ben both described different scenarios throughout the time when, remember when Peters would do this or remember that, like, or he would talk to Greta and it's as if like Peters was always there as the confidant uh, because their dad was always working. And so it's like, this is sort of like what his nature is or what like skill you know we're all like really good at something even if it's not something like technical skill like I can use this program or something it's just like he has that ability to take care of people and I I think you see that even in sort of the worst moments for Greta that he still like is is gracious to her and I I really liked him and I was like so, um, do him and Maggie like? I know. I wish there was more payoff with that. <laughs> I was like, maybe so... implied at the end. I think it's implied at the end, but I wish there was. I don't want implication. Like I cute. want actual <laughs> confirmation. Yeah, it would be cute if they had like a proposal or something like that uh, at the end. That would have been cute. But I'm um, like, obviously, Peter's and Maggie. Hello, yeah. <laughs> and like I love that in the Parent Trap when the yes, um, <laughs> that's so good. But uh, he he asks her if his writing is cheesy, and she says it's beautiful. I never pitched you as the Bridges of Madison County guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they have the they have a near kiss where they're dancing to or t- to Silent Night. Yeah. Yeah. I watch movies now with um caption like TV and movies with captions yeah, on. You too. And like and I really enjoyed it. I didn't always do it, but then I watched the girl with the dragon tattoo, the Swedish version. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I don't know what's happening. So so like I watched it and, I, and I've just like used it ever since and I really enjoy sort of getting people's like even like the size and the gasp and all that, that that's included. Yeah. I think it, it, it enriches that experience and, and that sort of thing. And, but like when they had the music at the bottom, I was like, Whoa, we getting fancy with Christmas music up in here. Aren't we? I was like, silent it night. I was because- like, of all the Christmas songs, <laughs> like on the list, I was like, what? <laughs> my friend dory who's been on the show many times yeah. been on harmicus podcast she's hilarious and she hates that so much when they <laughs> have them slow dance to like spiritual christmas songs you know, like, and, ah, you know it's just like, sorry like like just silent night like, like oh holy vibe. night 
Yeah, like the vibe of it. I was like, what? But then, yeah, I forgot like the spiritual side of it. So yeah, that's a whole nother layer. I was just like, the vibe doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, just, but I was like. And I don't know why they don't do something like I'll be home for Christmas. Because that's not like spirit. It's not a hymn, but it's a little bit slower and a little bit. Can't we get like some, like that, some instrumental jazzy that has a little Christmas Ding, ding, yeah. like jingle bell but not jingle bells <laughs> like just a little can we get someone to write something that we can use in about 75 different movies just you know a little interlude like yeah i i like literally did a double take with my ears and my eyes because i was like what <laughs> is happening uh, so then we have the christmas ball and she gets a red dress which was beautiful beautiful yeah she looked great and you have Claire being super flirty. And then he dances with Ben. And then Ben dances with Greta. And Claire is basically trying to use the family to become famous, become a celebrity. And so Greta and Maggie kind of have this conversation. And and she says, unlike the Kardashians, we don't want publicity. Yeah. That's the difference. And... Yeah, that was, I I thought that was a good quote. And like, in some ways, I think Claire St. Clair, I just feel like I have to say her full name every time, is that she wants it for like self-serving malicious reasons. And at least for Greta, although I didn't like her philosophy, at least it's like a job, which I know- like to me there's there's a slight difference there oh yeah and we could debate that but like i feel like it it was just sort of skeezy and scummy and she was trying to find a way to bring greta down so that she could look better when it's like girl what you're doing is worse because you're working yourself father rejected other brother didn't work out now you're going for the third brother third brother now you going after Peters? No, he's taken. That that person is Maggie. <laughs> like, like he, she just wanted to be a Tannen Hill so bad. It's like, you know, instead of trying to be and force yourself into another family that you think is going to bring you some sort of level of happiness or success or fame or whatever, why don't you figure out a way to do something for yourself for that fame or status or whatever like yeah i don't know like, it's, like it's she, she's gross. just kind of like kind of just like grinding it out of the job this is not something she has like passion for yeah. or whatever from the very beginning like it's just a job and so she kind of learns but what did you think of her friend at work <laughs> uh, i thought she was really funny i liked I her wanted, i wanted more of her and in fact, I want a spinoff show, spinoff movie with Greta <laughs> and like her and Ben are together and Maggie and Peter's yes. is together and like Jared maybe find someone or not. I don't really care. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He needs a few years to grow up and then we'll reintroduce yeah. him into the story. But now, especially because Maggie now owns the, spoiler alert to the end yeah. of the episode, but yeah. she she now owns the gossip rag. So. Yeah. 
she's gonna change the vibe but like (laughs) so can we move to that part so that we can talk about it so but i really like when she said i hope you are keeping uh keeping track of your ongoing deceptions maybe a flow chart (laughs) (laughs) she was so funny from the very beginning and i feel like like she like I could imagine working, maybe not working for a gossip rag or anything like that, but working in an mm-hmm. office with someone like her with that personality, and they're the reason, even if you don't like the job, they're part of the reason why you're there. Like they make everything better. And she was amazing and I thought she was really funny and I wanted more. And then like I have a whole plan for a spin-off movie where it's sort of like a buddy duo with her and Greta as they take charge of the new pulse. Yeah. yeah. So like, I have some notes for that writer, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like the new Oprah magazine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked her a lot too. She was really fun. And then they have this whole like scene that was very flirty where they're like, there's this pillow fight and they're tickling each other. And, uh, and you just don't see that kind of, they almost kiss, they get really close and you don't see that kind of intimacy if you can even call it intimacy, but you know what I mean? That like flirting, you don't see that as much anymore in these new movies. They're very chaste. I was like, when I did watch that and even Jared walks in and he's like, stop it. You're going to make me blush. And, and like, (laughs) but yeah. And so that made me think that like, Hey, that like they were on a couch together and I was like, wow whoa whoa so so then claire comes in she spills the news because she had seen the uh co-worker and her weasel that's right and so she spills the news and then uh, greta says i'm sorry and she'll make sure that no story is written and then peters gives her back the wedding dress and Claire, yeah i was just gonna say i love that moment because so this is basically where claire is is letting them know that you know greta works for this gossip magazine and that's obviously um ben had confided in her that he thought claire st Clair only wanted to be with them to to get that attention it felt like there was a lot of stories that were placed in the gossip magazines when they were dating and then when he when they weren't he said like there were less so he kind of saw her as someone who might have had a hand in it so then what that means is that this is really hurtful to him because now here's a second person where it feels like you know he likes her but it feels like he he's being used right and mm-hmm. and so don't like claire st Clair, but you know okay you're con- you're in the wrong greta like or at least you she tried to come clean like 20 seconds beforehand but like maybe it should have happened a little sooner um yeah and but in that moment it's sort of all crashing down around her she doesn't feel good about her job she doesn't feel good about like what's happening she realizes sort of the damage she's done and she excuses herself she leaves and then peters comes out he's like i don't want you to forget this because he knows how important that dress is for her so even in like a really low moment like to me, I think that's really, I don't, it didn't feel like, Hey, get your stuff and get out of here. It felt like 
I know this is important to you and please take this. Like, yeah. And that was one of my favorite moments. I was like, thank yeah. you, Peters. But yeah, also, he, was the, he was good. <laughs> but also yeah. I wanted to be like, you cleaned it up. Could you have like burned it instead? <laughs> oh, didn't he fix the sleeves at least? Yeah, they, he, yeah, yeah. Sleeveless. It was, the puffs were gone. Well, <laughs> the puffs above the waist were gone. The puffs below the waist were still, still plentiful. Still <laughs> uh, and so then we have a whole scene with Claire telling Ben that she loves him, and he says, "Are we that interchangeable to you?" Because she'd gotten engaged to Jared uh, earlier, and. Yeah. Uh, so then she and he says it all it's she says it's always been you and he says that's because my father wouldn't play and i'm like oh, oh snap <laughs> <laughs> and so then she starts throwing the snowballs i hate you like i'd marry a stockbroker <laughs> yeah well she says that about jared but i love how she throws a snowball at ben and he's like really she's like i hate you he goes really because a minute ago you said you loved me and i was like get her get her <laughs> yeah yeah that was fun that was fun yeah uh, then she throws the wedding ring off into the snow and uh, they have to find it in the snow and she leaves and later she you see her trying to tell the story to the to the gossip rag and uh and we find out greta has been fired because she won't uh, do it but then the story is published anyway but it's because claire is the source claire! And, yeah. <laughs> and maggie uh ends up talking to lou who's the boss of the of the of the paper and they bought she bought the she bought pulse and yes. uh, she evidently supposedly knew who greta was all along and background checks baby yeah <laughs> she said she was testing greta which seems a little mean to her sons. <laughs> well, the thing about it is she comes out with a major play. And and here's what's interesting about it is that Maggie also has history with the editor of the magazine. And so um so maybe stories covered over time, et cetera, et cetera. And like, yeah, some woman just comes in and, and so there's two women now who are dating her sons, like completely to a surprise. She at least knows what's wrong or the problem with Claire St. Clair, but she doesn't know Greta. And they are, I've said maybe for the fifth time this episode, the Kennedys of the West Coast. So there is some level of protection that I can understand of you know like i'd be like okay so yeah she drops the the like i could see testing greta but why would you test your own children in this thing how does she test her children i miss that she knows she knows this is a she knows who greta is oh yeah she doesn't tell them because she, she wanted to see, she was still testing Greta though, because she wanted to see if she take the information about Claire St. Clair hitting on her husband oh, yeah. and see if she would write it in there. And so if she did, then it's like, okay, we can't <laughs> trust you. Now I have to talk to my son about you or you didn't do it. So now I'm going to buy Pulse and say, you know what? I think the gossip rag is on the way out. And it seemed like having Claire St. Clair contribute to a false story about the family would be completely inappropriate now that I own the magazine. And 
what power there is. Think about that. You just pick up your phone and you're like, I'm buying Pulse. <laughs> like, who yeah, does that? I know. It's Except true. the Tannen Hills, <laughs> the Kennedys and, of the West Coast. <laughs> that's right. And it, it ends at the movie ends at the wedding of her friend and they end up uh, getting back together, Ben and Greta. And so that's the end of the movie i think it's a real fun one i really enjoy it i would give this one mm, probably a 4.25 crowns out of five i might go a little bit higher uh 4.4 but that dress y'all and and the one thing i have to say (laughs) is it's supposed to be kind of hideous the dress it's awful like i was like what what year did this come out like i literally (laughs) sat down in front of the tv with my dinner and i was like is this an 80s hallmark movie or what are we watching here (laughs) what did rachel send me how is this a fan favorite (laughs) but one of the things i do think about the movie like i think there's so many different relationship layers that i enjoy like Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the Maggie and Peters and the brothers, which, you know, they're in competition and like, it makes you wonder how like that was created. And then like the relationship with the mother and the sons, and then you have Claire St. Clair and like how they allow her, you know, within a 10 foot pole of them or whatever. Um, and then there's a relationship with like Greta and her coworker, the one that's funny and amazing and then the one that's the weasel and then you have this friend whose wedding it is and like the one thing i want to say is like her friend who she's going to be in the wedding for and she has her wedding dress i was like would you tell your friend about the dress a little bit sooner (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i get that you are on the trail like you're like a bloodhound sniffing out a story right but you also have and self-defined or she says it earlier i think she calls her friend a bridezilla you're just gonna be like ruin the dress and then be like yeah i lost it <laughs> like when do you tell them that the wedding's yeah. in days in days <laughs> so actually it's true Actually, because of that, 4.3. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some comments on Twitter uh, oh, I about, hear. Uh, about the movie because uh, I knew it was a favorite I wanted to ask. But we have uh, we have Hallmark Heartbeats podcast. She says, love this movie. It's hilarious. Lopria, she says, it's one of my favorites and one of the movies that originally hooked me on Hallmark movies. See, I told you it's gateway. Gateway drug. It's, it's <laughs> well written, well acted, and has excellent banter. It will forever remain on my DVR. Oh, uh, one, cool. And and that's the thing with Hallmark movies is that uh, is that we all have our sort of our our DVR list. My mom and, has a DVR list. Oh my god! And when you when amazing. a new good one comes out. Yeah, a lot of times I have to think. Okay, which one am I going to? <laughs> for this which one, good one. Which one of my babies am I going to throw in? Because <laughs> because a lot of these a lot of these are not on DVD or or yeah. uh, or streaming, and so yeah. you, you have to just hope that you have it on the DVR. But anyway, oh my God, bless uh, your hearts. Those yeah. are some hard decisions. I it is. It is. Uh, so one kiss me forever podcast. She says, this is on the short list for us too. Aww. And Brian Ayer says it started my love of Katrina law. Aww. 
And <laughs> now playing Hallmark says, it's one of my absolute favorites. Of course, it could be because I absolutely adore Katrina. But yeah, uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. We love Katrina Law. Uh, Laura and Marie says, the best. Can watch it over and over again. Love Snow Bride and Just Ben. Uh, and, just ben. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. That scene. Yeah. Snow Bride and Just Ben. Uh, <laughs> and a bunch of others. I love it. Uh, Sarah says, uh, Sarah Darklina or nothing says, one of the few I try to watch every year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so there are a bunch of people who love it. Uh, Donna H says this movie is a ten in my book. Love it. So. I I have a question for the Twitter folks then and uh-huh. the listeners is like, what other movies besides Snow Bride is on your DVR list? Like, which ones yeah. am I missing? Then obviously, so I want to know what people's like. Is there like a top? 10 is do people have like a how many movies can a dvr hold i have a lot <laughs> i don't know how many i have but i have a lot okay but well, that would be we, a fun that would be a fun episode for the podcast one yeah of these like days, dvr too. list right but also yeah. like what what's the top three that i might be missing out as a newbie yeah. uh hallmark i'm a newbie hallmarker um but it's been like how many years have we been doing this now like two and i'm still a newbie because yeah. i've only seen like 20 movies <laughs> well yeah let us know what you think of the different things we talked about what do you think of the relationships in this movie we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter and elisa where can people find you oh well someplace new <laughs> so i i have a, a couple different podcasts so the one that i usually talk about is best forevers which is all about friendship both the light and dark side of friendship i have a true crime podcast called fatalities And I have a new podcast coming out called Unrequited, which is about crushes, heartache, and heartbreak, which I'm sure many of us have had some of those via our TV viewing, like Hallmark. But instead of having 90,000 different social media accounts, I merged them all into one. It was formerly Best Forevers. It's now Friends with Elisa. And so on Twitters, it's Twitters. It's friends W Elisa, so friends with Elisa, um, and then you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, webpage, Patreon, like everything is now friends with Elisa. <laughs> okay, good. I'm so, glad you told me that. Yeah, so I'll make sure to change it in the description. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, please do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So where people like to be mad at me for my <laughs> review. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah check it out i would really appreciate it. i have family movie night every monday so if you like family movie reviews check it out over there uh and then also make sure you're following us at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all over social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave us your ratings and reviews we sure appreciate especially those five star reviews and and just check out uh make sure to check out elisa's podcast and give them ratings as well Thanks. and uh, yes and if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that a lot we also have our patron group which is so much fun Woo! if you're not a member it's only two dollars a month to join if you're not a member you're really missing out last month we had our q a with mary lou henner legend <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> amazing 
Yes, you should join. (laughs) But um, but yeah, yeah. And then this upcoming month in May, we're really excited because we are going to have Michael Damien, (gasps) uh, the director of the Christmas Waltz, on our show, and we're actually going to be watching it live. With I mean, like when it's on Hallmark Channel (gasps) on the fourteenth, and it's going to be super fun. So that's amazing. uh, so a lot we we really try to make it worth your while it's it's really cheap to join and we sure appreciate it so check that out we also have our merch store which has tons of fun a hallmark inspired merch so check that out and thanks so much this is so much fun and merry christmas in may (laughs) yes Yes, merry christmas and a happy new year (laughs) bye everyone bye